friends, a writer and English professor who has been called the apostle to the skeptics because of his approach to religious belief as a skeptic and his subsequent conversion, once wrote these words, quote, you must picture me alone in that room at Magdalen College, night after night, feeling whenever my mind lifted even for a second from my work, the steady, unrelenting approach of him whom I so earnestly desired not to meet. That which I had greatly feared had at last come upon me. I gave in and admitted that God was God and knelt and prayed. Perhaps that night the most dejected and reluctant convert in all of England. He went on to describe his conversion to the Christian faith in his book, Mere Christianity. Quote, look for yourself and you will find in the long run only hatred, loneliness, despair, rage, ruin, and decay. But look for Christ and you will find him and with him everything else thrown in. These words were written by a man regarded as one of the most influential defenders of the Christian faith of the 20th century, author C.S. Lewis. Lewis had not always been such a strong defender of the Christian faith. He had once been a skeptic, shutting the door to his heart. But through God's mercy, he was able to journey toward faith. How many of us have at one time or another shut the door to our heart? How many of us have been skeptical of God's presence, particularly during, during times of sadness or suffering? As people of faith, we are all offered the gift of God's mercy, but we too will need to open the doors of our hearts to receive it. In today's gospel, we heard the apostle Thomas say, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my fingers into the nail marks and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. This saying was recorded in chapter 20 of John's Gospel, which focuses on the movement of different individuals toward faith in the reality of the resurrection of Jesus. Thomas's words indicate his first moment in the journey of this faith. When he utters these words, he is still in the darkness of not believing. He is only prepared to lay aside his lack of faith if the risen Jesus meets his criteria. Thomas uses the word unless to emphasize that he will remain in his present situation of unbelief unless Jesus fulfills his conditions. He is not necessarily refusing the possibility of resurrection, but he is wanting to control the gift of faith. He is not willing to surrender to whatever God wants to reveal to him. At this moment in his faith journey, Thomas's belief in the resurrection of Jesus is just a conditional belief. Let's reflect, reflect on what is going on here with Thomas. 
Thomas had been a dedicated follower of Christ. We can only imagine how he must have felt after the crucifixion. He had believed in Jesus. He had followed Jesus and had made the decision to set his life by Jesus. Now Jesus has been murdered, dying the death of a common criminal. Thomas must have felt grief-stricken and hurt, perhaps even felt betrayed, and because of this hurt, he apparently did something that many people do when they are hurting. He closed the door to his heart, allowing his heart to turn into a rock in its grief. The apostle had become so lost in his own pain that even when the other disciples say that they have seen the Lord, Thomas does not believe. He is imprisoned within himself. It is worthwhile to note that when our Lord appears to his disciples, he passes through locked and shut doors and says, peace be with you. Jesus does not correct Thomas with a theological lesson. He invites Thomas to touch his wounds, telling him, do not be unbelieving, but believe. Christ, through a generous act of compassion, is inviting Thomas to reach beyond his conditional faith. Jesus is offering to Thomas what he needed most, to have faith. Thomas is deeply moved by our Lord's invitation, and his heart is opened. He makes an everlasting profession of faith in the divinity of Jesus by saying, my Lord and my God. Jesus responds with, have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Jesus is revealing to Thomas and to all of us that there is a quality of faith without sight that surpasses the faith that generated Thomas's declaration. Friends, the church finds it fitting that on this second Sunday of Easter, Divine Mercy Sunday, we should hear the reading of the encounter between Jesus and Thomas. In the face of doubt, self-centeredness, and even rejection, Jesus reacts with merciful love. He provides Thomas with what he needs to get past the obstacles that were stopping him from having belief and life in him, Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus touched the heart of Thomas with love and divine mercy. The vision of divine mercy given to St. Faustina that we celebrate this Sunday is a revelation of the heart of Christ pouring forth love and mercy. Standing with the resurrected Christ, Thomas received this divine mercy in abundance and his unbelief vanished in divine mercy's light. It is now time for Thomas to be sent to communicate God's mercy to the world. Our Lord Jesus wants us to know about the great and unfathomable mercy he has for us poor sinners. For this reason, he instituted the sacrament of penance so that we would know about the compassion he has for all of us in his heart. 
Let us remember the words that Jesus gave to St. Faustina, that when we go to Holy Communion today, that we are to share with complete trust, we are to go with complete trust in his mercy. As we saw with the examples of C.S. Lewis and St. Thomas the Apostle, our Lord does not shun those who are skeptical. Rather, he gives to all of us his divine mercy for our own unique faith journey. On this Divine Mercy Sunday, may I suggest that we all strive to communicate to others God's great mercy through our actions, words, and prayers on their behalf.